Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Guests appear on the Superbook Sports phone line. Superbook Sports. Download the Superbook Sports Tennessee app today with Jason and John, live from the Topps Barbecue Studios on 92.9 FM ESPN. Jason Fitz is a man who is in despair, as am I. He joins us every single Monday here on the show. Catch him on Spain and Fitz. Catch him all over ESPN. So, Fitz, I, I know that uh, you are not living the dream today, so there's no need to ask. Um, we are li- very much living in a nightmare scenario. If you are Mark Davis, um, h- how do you justify bringing back this coaching staff at the end of the season? I don't think you bring back the entire coaching staff. Um, I think what you do, but the chances that Josh McDaniels are gone, I think, are, are genuinely slim. I, I, I honestly believe that if the Raiders lose every game the rest of the way, Josh McDaniels would be brought back because the, the other side of it is at some point, Mark Davis, like owners have egos. So the, the owner is going to have to step up, pay out a bunch of guaranteed money and contracts, admit that he made a huge hiring mistake, and then get the whole fan base to, to, to believe that the next hire will not be the same mistake all over again. So I think it's, it's real to expect that the Raiders are going to have a new defensive coordinator. I think it's real to expect that at the very least, Josh McDaniels will have to give up play calling and this has been the nightmare beginning of this relationship. But, you know, I think if you're, if you're Mark Davis, you're sitting there saying, hey, you know, we've had the opportunity six one-score games. Like, th- this team should have been great, is not great, but is not as terrible as their record is this year is what you're telling yourself. But that's not easy to sell the fans. This is going to be really curious, too, because, like, the, the sides of it that impact the entire NFL is that Vegas, the city, doesn't have any relationship with the Raiders yet. And – rather than do a great job of cultivating relationships by sponsoring youth football and things like that that you have to do, they banked on if we spend a bunch of money and win a bunch of games, Vegas will fall in love with us. That, that is not the case. So I wonder long-term what this means for the ability of the future of the franchise to have a real ground with Vegas. But also, Derek Carr is going to be a quarterback somewhere else next year. And I still think Derek Carr can be a good quarterback. So, you know, there's going to be a – in a world where Tannenbaum is telling us that Daniel Jones is worth $40 million to somebody next year, Derek Carr is going to get traded, and it, it'll be for a bounty. For you as a fan, Fitzy, as a Raiders fan, did you appreciate the, the emotion afterwards from, from Carr and, and what the players sacrificed, or was it, a, was it as a fan more of an eye-roll moment? Look, dude, you're paid, to, you know, you're paid to win games. Guys sacrifice every Sunday. Sort of where, where were you with that? I think it depends on what you think of, of Derek Carr. And, and Derek Carr is much like Tim Tebow in the, in the sense that 
people think that a portion of how he presents himself it just can't be real, right? I've heard guys in the league say, there's no way he's really that. Like, But you're talking about a guy that after his rookie year almost retired from football because he wanted to go into ministry. So, like, I think what we're seeing is that is Derek Carr. He's a super emotional dude with that stuff. I, I always want the players to live in that emotion, right? And, and I think it's a reminder that there are guys, Max Crosby, Derek Carr, Devontae Adams, they care a lot about winning. You know, uh, the only problem is, like, that doesn't help you actually win games. So mm-hmm. I, I see the emotion, and I, I actually I look at it and say that's real from somebody that puts their life and soul into it every day and then not only doesn't get the result they want, but it impacts their family. It may impact their future. And then they have to sit on social media where you know, their family can't even go out on social media without being absolutely destroyed for it. I think the ramifications when you lose in football are far deeper emotionally than a lot of us want to give it credit for. So I think it was real. Uh, was there any part of you that was happy for your former colleague at ESPN, Jeff Saturday, making his coaching debut? I mean, there must have been some pride there. Oh, yeah. It took, it took all of three minutes for me to send him a text that said, I hate you, but I love you all at once. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jeff is – he's – doing exactly what he was brought in to do. There's a lot of controversy about this, and I, I have to continue to echo the fact that the Rooney Rule states that two outside minority candidates have to be interviewed. That is still going to apply. If they just, if Jeff Saturday wins every single game for the rest of the year, they will still have to interview two minority candidates. That is the way the rule is written. I believe that Jeff Saturday was brought in to be the eyes and ears in the halls for his friend in Jim Mersey, the owner of the Colts, yep. to figure out what's going wrong while they figure out who's actually going to coach. And I think what you saw out of that was that, man, having somebody that that can get the pulse and the energy can work. That being said, I also think the Raiders are a dumpster fire, and I'm not sure they're not trying to tank also. So, you know, I I, I think you've got sort of, let's see over the next three or four weeks what it looks like for Jeff Saturday. But Jeff Saturday is one of the few people, he took that job knowing he's not going to have a lot of success, in my opinion. He didn't tell me this. But I think he took that job knowing he's not going to have a lot of success but also doesn't care. So he doesn't care about a black mark on his coaching record from not being a good interim coach. That lets him coach free. That lets the guys play free. So let me ask you this. It's, it's, it's an aside. I, I, um, I bet the Raiders early in the week, minus six and a half, uh, before, of course, Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro were ruled out. The number came down to four and a half after that. I assumed, again, in response to those two guys being injured. Well, it turns out that the number moved because somebody somewhere with a lot of money had some intel on Matt Ryan being the starting quarterback as opposed to Sam Ellinger. Um, and we didn't even hear anything about that until right before the game started. Um, is that going to get a call from the league office uh, based on, you know, this is a heavily regulated market, This is there's big-time money in it, and we didn't know Matt Ryan was going to be the starting quarterback uh, until right before the game kicked off. Are they going to get a call from the league office for that? I don't think they're going to get a call, but I think the league office is going to do one of those fool me once, shame on me, shame on you, fool me twice, shame on me. Um, because the thing of it is, Matt Ryan, it, it, the, the presumption is that he's healthy enough to play, but they've just the other coaching staff made the decision. I, one of the advantages the Colts had, and I think we'll have for the next couple of weeks, is when you have no idea coming into the game who the quarterback's going to be, and you have no idea how this play caller calls plays, you don't know what to really prep for, right? So I think that that does create... I wasn't surprised to see the, the Colts have a couple of really good drives because you have no idea. You're just read and react out there. There's nothing you can coach guys up on. There's no film you could have watched that could get you ready for it. They can get away with that once. But if this continues, I think the league will look at it and say, hey, is everything being done the right way? Starting lineups exist for a reason. And you're right, the gambling portion of this makes everything more scrutinized. 
With the Vikings, Fitzy, look, they lost at the Eagles earlier this season, so you can't put them above Philly in the NFC. But in knocking off the the Bills, winning in Buffalo, they showed they could beat anybody on any given Sunday. Is it as simple with the Vikings as you know your belief level in Kirk Cousins and how far he can take you with that arm? Because I, I tell you, Justin Jefferson is a freaking beast. Yeah, Justin Jefferson reminded us all yesterday that when we talk about epic game-changing wide receivers, oh. when we talk about the, and I, I don't say this lightly, when we end up talking about in 10 years the Jerry Rices of our generation, Justin Jefferson is one of those. Like, he's one of those guys that can catch anything, can get open, is open when he's not open, can make every single pay, play that you ever need him to make. And that fourth and 19, like, that was, that was not Kirk Cousins. That, that's Justin Jefferson yes, being sir. Justin Jefferson. I think what the, the Vikings showed you, is that much like the Bills don't give a damn what anybody thinks, neither does Minnesota. They played with a level in that game of confidence all the way down to the end that I thought was pretty crazy. And it was, it was interesting to see because we talk a lot about Kirk Cousins' lack of success at night, but his, his success during the day is there. They went into Buffalo and they won. And we've questioned them every step of the way this season. Yeah. I think that game was a statement game for Minnesota. Hey, we can compete with anybody. And also, this is a couple of times now, like Josh Allen – I know the elbow is the elbow, but the elbow isn't the reason that he forced the ball he didn't have to force in the red zone at the end of the game. Like, you are in a situation where smart football at least guarantees you a tie, and you need every win right now for home field advantage. I thought that was a stupid play by Josh Allen. And, like, when you are going to be a gunslinger, you're going to win some of those, lose some of those. I I walk away from this saying, man, maybe we should admit that Buffalo might not be as good as we think they are if they can't play smart football when they have to. They're so talented. But that wasn't smart football. Yours, he refuses to check down, Fitzy. It's always, yeah. I'm either going to run over you and get this first down or I'm going to get the big play. He doesn't take the simple, the take what they're giving you, check down, man. That's, that's the part that seems to be missing. Six picks, to your point, in the last three games for him. Well, and even the snap in the end zone, he was, it, it turned out to be such a, a huge swing in this game. They saved themselves from it. But, my God, like, he, he's taken the snap, and he's so busy just trying to, to assert making a play. Yep. He doesn't do the number one thing you have to do in the quarterback sneak. And every quarterback I've ever talked to that played the game said, you have to go through a checklist. You have to count in your mind. You have, like, a, a silent count where you have to actually say to yourself before you take that snap, you have to say a sequence of, you know, snap, lunch, snap, lunch, because you want to make sure you're taking the snap. He didn't do that. He just went forward and didn't secure the ball, and that's, that's recklessness with the football and the interceptions are recklessness with the football. Like awesome. you can't try and be Superman yeah. every play and, and win Super Bowls in the NFL. We are, of course, talking to Jason Fitz. He joins us every single Monday here on the show. Fitz, I want to turn you to college football here for a moment. Um, is Lane Kiffin going to be the most sought after coach in the carousel? And, and if the answer is yes, do you expect there to be a job out there that he would move for? Uh, look, I think Auburn's got to make a big decision on what they want. But let me say this. I, I, I know that Lane Kiffin makes you relevant. Lane Kiffin is a lot like Harbaugh. He's going to make you a conversation everywhere he goes, right? But if not, if not Saturday, then when for Ole Miss? This is the least disciplined Alabama team I've seen in the last 10 years. This is an Alabama team that beats itself constantly. And you've got a quarterback that's been playing really well for Ole Miss and a running game that should be able to just absolutely assert. Like, they, this, this Ole Miss team has been more of a running team this year if you look at the numbers. They've used it to set up the pass. It's been really strong. Ole Miss should have beaten Alabama, and they didn't. And that's a bad Alabama team compared to what we're used to seeing. So 
I think the fact that Ole Miss couldn't get that done to me, now I'm looking at Lane and saying, wait, are you, are you a used car salesman or are you actually doing something great? Like, I know you can recruit and I know you can win 10 games, but Auburn ain't paying you. If, if Auburn brings you over, you're going to be judged by can you beat Saban? And so far the answer to that is no. Like, there's, there's got to be something else from Lane Kiffin before I look at him and say, this is a guy that wins national championships. If I was going to put him outside the SEC, sure, I'd pay him whatever he wants. I bring him in. If I if, if you're uh, you know a Nebraska and you think that you can go in and 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 get Lane Kiffin, go ahead and offer him the money. But if I'm Lane, I'm sitting somewhere at Ole Miss where man, if I lose three games a year, I'm not losing my job, right? If if I just continue to do what I do, I'm going to make obscene money doing it. Like I think the jobs that he would want shouldn't be interested in him until he proves he can consistently beat Saban. You mentioned questioning a good team every step of the way, like with, with the Vikings. I've been doing that in college football with TCU. I've got to hold my hand up, Fitzy. Their, their defense, though, was super impressive, I thought, Saturday against Texas. Is this a deal now, Fitzy, where you believe? I didn't, but I'm starting to have to. I'm, I'm having to give them the respect they've, they've earned at this point. What what you think? they losing at Baylor? They're going to go undefeated? Uh, what happens with TCU? No, I think TCU answered the questions. And you're 1,000% right. Look, I picked Texas in that game, and – I thought that Texas would come in, especially with Robinson and the way Ewers has played. I thought Texas would be a handful. TCU would fall behind like they do every game. They wouldn't be able to claw back. Instead, TCU's defense played the game of their lives. And and now you look at that and say, okay, well, if I'm going to sit here and say I need to see more, didn't they just show us more? So I I think TCU clearly gave themselves their path to the playoff. And right now, I mean, what we know is that win or lose uh, the rest of the season – I don't care what happens in the SEC championship game. Georgia is going to the college football playoff. And I think there's no reason to think that TCU, the way they played Saturday, can't continue to win their way out. They'll also make it to the college football playoff. LSU just keeps finding ways to win. I know it wasn't a particularly impressive uh, you know, outing, but to go into Fayetteville and, and, and leave with a win, that really just should not be overlooked. In terms of LSU's chances against Georgia in the SEC championship game, how much of one? I think a small chance because, I mean, my God, look at what they did to to Alabama. I I thought the most impressive thing for LSU last week is that they were able to find a way to win when they weren't going to get up for that game. There's no way you're coming off of Bama that you're getting up for Arkansas, an Arkansas team that, you know, is playing a large portion of the game with their third-string quarterback even. Jaden Daniels is is wildly inconsistent at at quarterback for LSU. And, you know, we all know at this point, the book on him is, can you keep him in the pocket? Can you force him to make reads and force him to make throws? And the answer is usually no. I also think that Georgia has one of the best defenses. I know replaced a bunch of players, but they've proven they're, they're capable of doing that. And Georgia's a defense that takes away what you do well. So I think Georgia's going to absolutely, uh, they'll demolish LSU in the SEC championship game, I think. But I also thought Alabama was going to be a bad matchup for them. So LSU's proven they can get up for it when they need to. They're going to have time to do to, to that. You can't tell me they're not prepping right now for Georgia already. Uh, they've got a portion of their coaching staff somewhere that's sitting there breaking it down. So I think it becomes a coaching matchup. I'm really interested to see. It is kind of funny. Georgia just still, you know, nobody really seems to be talking about them. All they do, they're just machine-like. Killed Mississippi State on Saturday. Uh, you know, handled Tennessee. Everybody thought they were going to lose to Tennessee. Uh, and they and they beat the crap out of Tennessee. At what point do we just say like? And maybe you just did. I mean, maybe you kind of just did. But it just feels like it took us, you know, ten weeks to get to a place where you know Georgia is is a, has a chance to repeat as as champions. It feels like we weren't really there at the beginning of the season. We've arrived there. Why did it take so long? 
Yeah, I think it took so long because everybody didn't believe in the recruiting class being able to step in. They weren't getting the same benefit of the doubt that Bama gets at restocking the cupboard, and people still don't love Stetson Bennett. And I, like this is wild to me, guys. In a year where there's no clear-cut front runner for the Heisman, and you have a guy that's playing incredibly well, that's the quarterback of the defending national champions, and also I don't know undefeated. I I, I don't know why. Like Stetson Bennett's getting no love. Like mm-hmm. we showed the Caesar Sportsbook odds the other day, and. and, and he wasn't even on the top five list. And I'm looking at it and saying, my God, like, what else is in a year where we've seen bad from Hendon Hooker at one point? We, we at least saw one game of bad from Hendon Hooker. We've seen CJ Stroud look questionable. I've watched Bryce Young have plenty of throws where I'm like, I, I don't know what you're doing there. And, and you've got a Bryce Young now that has uh, two, two losses on his record. Like, we, we don't even want to acknowledge Stetson. Like, we're, we're going to make Blake Corum, uh, who, believe me, I think does have a case for it. We're going to make Blake Corum the front runner on this just because nobody wants to give it to Stetson because there was a perception that Stetson held Georgia back in the past. And, like, we're not looking at who Stetson Bennett is today. We're not looking at who Georgia is today. And I just think too many people made up their mind that last year was a freak aberration, and they don't want to admit they were wrong. And, and Georgia right now, by the way, nobody has played. They've had a couple of games that were a little tight. Nobody has played more consistently top-notch. I can kick your butt and do what I do best football than Georgia this year. They are clearly the number one team in the country. What time in the morning do you think Jimbo is waking up every morning? Well, I mean, the way he's coaching, it looks like he gets up at about noon. But, <laughs> my God, like, I, I mean, how much – What? Uh, let me tell you guys, I would get up at about 3 in the afternoon if I knew that if I got fired, <laughs> I'd still have to get paid $90 bucks. And that's yep. about how Jimbo's acting, right? Like, A&M's the most embar- – like, I say this as a Raiders fan. The most disappointing, embarrassing season for anybody in any sport this year yeah. is Texas A&M. And that, that's clear. Like, we, we circled A&M versus Alabama on our calendar, mm-hmm. and now we're sitting here watching Cadillac Williams and Auburn just absolutely take away anything A&M wants to do. They look incapable of, of maintaining drives. I, I mean, this is the biggest failure we've seen in college football in years and there's no easy solution because you can't look at it and say well they lost a bunch of guys to injury or once they get this back or that back no mm-hmm. like A&M just stinks and it looks like Jimbo's lost that locker room and I, I think by the end of the year Jimbo's either going to have to quit or they're going to have to find a way to raise 90 million bucks just to pay him to go away because I don't know how you get the locker room back when you've lost them this much and now you're losing recruits no doubt Fitch the best man appreciate Thank you, you as have always a great week. Appreciate you guys. Have a great week. He is Jason Fitz. Joined us every single Monday here on the show. He, he's way more optimistic about uh, the Raiders situation than I am in terms of the coaching staff. I'm out. I'm done. I, I, there is, I've seen enough, brother. I've seen enough. Like the, uh, like the CNN political analysts when they're about to call a race, I have seen enough. It's time to move on. I think all of it. Try again. Just keep Devontae no, and get rid of everyone else. I, I, I totally agree. Get rid of the coach stack, get rid of the quarterback, start a new. Quarterback got to go too, yeah. Yep, because it's obvious. It's obvious. And, and you get to this point, like, I, like I've said, Derek was good for a really long time. Unfortunately, the team just never came together um, to where we could maximize it. There was that one year in 2016, but he broke his leg, and the rest was always just chaotic. So They look good in Carolina. <clears throat> Yeah, a lot of places. A lot of places maybe go could to, use them. Maybe go to Houston and avenge your brother's legacy. That's right. That, Replace that, Davis Mills. Hey, I that, mean, I don't know if that Davis Mills thing's working. That, that would be like a great me. story. Yeah, go to Houston. Or New York, right? The Giants, if they don't uh, bring back Daniel Jones. I think they're going to they're gonna have to pay him. They're going to have to franchise him or Barkley. One of them's getting franchised. Yeah. I think they've won, they've won too many games to let him go now. Yep. Daniel. 
And uh, I'm not sure if you believe in him long term. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No, for sure. So they might franchise him. I'm not sure. Yeah, they got to do it with one of them. Yep. All right. We'll be back. Jason John, Howdy Turn FM, ESPN. T Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 